0: You are listening to the official podcast for ICGC Calvary Temple, Teen Chapel. Be blessed as you listen to life-changing messages by seasoned men and women of God. Father,
1: I pray and ask you for forgiveness. This is between you and I. I have done many wrong things. I've come to ask you for forgiveness of sins. Father, you alone are my Lord. And I ask you for forgiveness of sins because you are the one. You can, you, you can cleanse me of my sins. No man can cleanse my sins for me. You pay the price on the cross for us. Father, I pray and come and ask you for to forgive me for my sins. Father, forgive me for every sin I've committed. That I pray Rekando sataya <laughs> le pendini mi adeya la ponderabos <laughs> atey la ponderi mi asaya <laughs> rekando set hey la ponderabos <laughs> ata rekando set ini mi asaya rekando set hey la ponderabos ata mi asaya la pa rekando mi atanda mi centers rekando say la pa satini mi asaya rekando la pondos sentea Racanda set bosha tea la pa. Racanda ya lady bosha tea. Racanda setini ni me asaya. Racando setea la pa. Ray pancasentini asaya la pa. Ray setea. Ray panda Father, I point my sins before you. I swallow my pride and come and ask you for forgiveness of sins. Father, I you know I have done wrong things, but please forgive me for every sin I've ever committed in my life. Rakanda satya lapa, rakita taya, rakanda santesa, re atangari mi asantes. Rakanda satya, rakanda revoshatya, nani mi asantesa. Rakanda satya, rakanda karimi asantes, re poro revoshatya. I can sure God. Says,
0: sure God again. You to me. There's no place. There's no place for you are I can't. place
2: Last, last week, we were honored and were blessed to receive the word of God from our very own um, Uncle Nicholas. Hallelujah. And this week, too, the Lord has deemed it fit for him to come and bless us again. Amen. Oh, amen. How many of you were blessed last week? Wonderful. Then this week, too, expect to be blessed. Hallelujah. And so without much ado, I want us to give a clap offering unto the Lord and honor his servant as he comes to bless us with God's word. Amen. You can do it better unto the Lord. Do it better. Do it better. Do it better. or you can do it better unto the Lord. If the Lord has been good to you, I want you to give a better clap offering for the King of kings and the Lord of lords. The God who never loses his power. The God who forgives you your sins day and night. The God who has delivered you from the snares of the evil one the Lord who has taken care of you and your family, that today you can be seated, you can walk on your feet, you can see with your naked eyes, you can even put your hands together. Let's give it better unto the King of Kings. He deserves it with the shout of praise. We can do it better. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I can't hear you. Hallelujah. Today, I promise you that you'll be blessed. You'll be blessed like never before. Last week, we were blessed. But today, God is going to do more. God is going to do more. Um, Thank God for another opportunity to be here to share the word of God with you. We are on on a journey. And we started last week and we are going to continue today and in the subsequent weeks. And I pray that by the time we finish this journey, our lives will not be the same. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel led to do this thing quickly. Let's be on our feet and let's um, say a short word of prayer. Let's be on our feet. And please, uh, before I leave, in case I forget, please remind me uh, I understand some of us will be writing our MBC tomorrow, right? Okay, so when I'm closing and in case I forget, it's in my plans to pray for you. So in case I forget, please give me a gentle reminder. I'm a human being, okay? Yes. But I know I will not forget. But in case I'm forgetting, just somebody should just prompt me. Amen. Amen. Let's close our eyes and lift up our hands. Lift up your hands, and I want us to say sing this song prayerfully say jehovah tia si e up your hands into the heavens and sing this song prayerfully told me that for many of us we are going through certain battles in our lives but the Lord says I should prophesy to you this morning that whatever battle whatever is fighting you, whatever you are fighting, the Lord says is handing over to you victory, the Lord says is handing over to you victory you will be victorious in whatever you do. Today, that is the message the Lord says I should give to you. Even as you prepare to hear his sermon. The Lord says he's going to deliver that victory unto you. He's going to deliver it to you. And I come before you as a servant of God. That victory is coming your way. Victory is coming on the way of your family. Victory is coming on the way of your parents. Whatever you are doing you will be victorious whatever you are struggling with the lord says the victory is being handed over to you in the mighty name of jesus let's sing the song for the last time of the Lord. Today you'll be blessed. Amen. I said today you'll be blessed. Okay, so last week we started um, the wonderful journey and then we spoke about God's question and all that. So let me quickly round up all you guys who like to, we should do a little test. (laughs) Should we do a little test? Okay, so can I get a microphone just for three people to sum up what we spoke about um, last week? So that I'll move to the next one. Can I get a microphone for three people? Who will be willing to summarize what we did? Or what you remember. I just want three people. Can I see the hands up? Three people. Oh, let's do it quick. Oh, we don't remember what we did last week. Just three. Don't mention anybody's name. <laughs> three people. Are you. Oh, okay. Three people. Can I see your hands up? Wow. I should choose. Should I choose? Hey. I don't want to choose. I want you to come out voluntarily. Just three people. Wow. I'll just mention it. Oh, okay. There's a hand here. Okay, let's give it up to her. She wants to break <laughs> the ice. Come again. Learn about the creation of God. Yes, remember the creation of God. That, what did the creation do? God created the heavens and the earth on the first day. Okay. Let's clap for her. Which other person? We learnt about the purpose of God. We learned about the what? Purpose of God. The purpose of God. Okay.
0: We learned about the creation story and what God created on the earth. Um, what God create? How many days God create? Used to create the earth, the heavens, and the earth. And on the first day He created heaven and the earth, light and darkness, and He called them day and night. And on the second day He created the sky. And the third day He created, He separated the land from the seas. And on the fourth day He created the sun the moon and the stars on the fifth day he created the birds and the fishes and on the sixth day he created the beast of the land and the human beings And on the seventh day he rested
2: oh let's give it up to him what's your name what's your name barima see me after church okay That's very sharp, very very sharp. Okay, so let me quickly go through it. And we mentioned that uh, God's purpose in creation is that uh, He created the earth for human beings to dominate over it. I mentioned that. Do you remember? And I also mentioned that we've been what created? We've been created what in the image and the likeness of God. I mentioned that one too. I also spoke about the word of God being the infallible word of God. The Bible being the infallible word of God. You remember that one? That the Bible is also the inspired word of God. We mentioned that Moses was the one who wrote the book of Genesis. And we said that what, he, he, he wasn't there during the creation. But then the Lord revealed it to him. You remember that one too? Okay. But did we also read the scriptures I gave out? Did we read the scriptures? Because the scriptures I gave to you, if you did the reading, it will help us to flow today. It will help us. So please, when we give out the scripture, I mean, we've started the Bible challenge. So anytime you get the opportunity to read the word of God, don't let it pass you by. Okay. So today, um, we'll be looking at the fall of man. The fall of man. How many of you have an idea about the fall of man? The fall of man. You don't have any idea about it. Hey. Wow. Or you have, but then you don't want to talk about it. Please, can you project Genesis chapter 3? Let's go through the scripture and then. Genesis chapter 3. We brought our notebooks and pens, did we? Let me see our pens and our notebooks. Pens and notebooks. Okay, Christ and number. And then our Bibles. Okay. Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. It will be a, a long reading, but it's going to be our main text too. So we have to take our time and go through it. Can we read together? Can we read together? Let's start. Now the serpent was more crafty. I can only hear my voice. Oh. Now, let's start. One, two. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat from fruits from the trees in the garden but God did say you must not eat fruits from the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you will die you will not surely die the serpent said to the woman for God knows that when you eat of it your eyes will be opened and you will be like God knowing good and evil Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, where are you? Ten. He answered, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid. Eleven. And he said, who told you that you were naked? have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man said, the woman you put here with me, she gave me some food from the tree and I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the woman, what is this you have done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, Cursed are you above all the livestock and all the wild animals. You will crawl on your belly and you will eat dust all the days of your life. Fifteen. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. Sixteen. To the woman he said, I will greatly increase your pains in childbearing. With pain you will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you. 17. We should we'll end here. To Adam he said, because you listened to your wife and ate from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat of it all the days of your life. Let's end it here. We'll come back again. <laughs> Whilst I was preparing for this, I've read this uh, chapter or this particular story several times but whilst I was preparing for this I was getting so so many I, I don't know how to put it I was asking myself a lot of questions because it wasn't easy I was asking myself I could God have stop some of all these things and all that but it has already happened because this is what caused what the fall of man now what was God's charge to man? God's charge to man was to what? Have dominion over the earth. Take control over everything that was here on this earth. Man was not supposed to do anything. He was just supposed to be in what the garden of Eden and then enjoy Adam and Eve. That was all they were supposed to do. They should just be there. The food that they want, they will get everything that they desire. They are not supposed to work. They shouldn't do anything. It's just like you. Your parents have left you in the house. Food, everything is made available for you. You are not supposed to go to school. You won't do anything. Every, whatever you want, you just call or you you, you you order it online. It will come. Peaceful life. Everything is going on well for you. You are not working, nothing. Even your clothes, uh, you will not wash. Because some of us don't like washing. So, that is what the kind of life God had for man. That's Adam and Eve. They were enjoying the Garden of Eden. They didn't have any problem. Do you think they had a problem? No. Simple. Just enjoy the things. Dress and keep the earth. Just keep the things there. Maintain it. And eat anything that you want. Whatever you want in the Garden of Eden. Enjoy it. But then, God was saying that just make sure that that particular tree that contains what's good and evil, that particular one don't eat from it. So, aside your parents, I'm just trying to bring it out here, aside your parents providing you everything in the house for you to enjoy, they are saying that uh, let's see there is this particular drink in the fridge. That particular fridge, don't touch it. You can take every other drink, but that particular one, let me, I don't want you, okay, let's say Coca-Cola. Don't touch the Coke. But you can have the alvaros, you can have the malt, everything. You can have it at your disposal but for coke alone don't touch it but it is in the fridge so anytime you open the fridge you see what the coke staring at you <laughs> very tempting right so enjoy everything oh the biscuits all of that enjoy it but your parents are saying that as for the coca cola don't touch that one And that was God's commandment to Adam and Eve. That for that particular tree, don't eat anything that comes of it. Nothing. But what did they do? (laughs) What did they do? The one to six was talking about the Genesis chapter 3, verse 1 to 6, was talking about how the devil approached Eve. And I was wondering why the devil did not approach uh, Adam. Have you thought about that before? Because Adam is the first man to be created by God, right? And then Eve came out of Adam. So, if anything at all, the devil should tempt who first? Adam. the devil decided to go to Eve now note this the devil is the tempter the devil is the tempter so every temptation that comes your way is not from God every temptation that comes your way in this life is never from God Why am I saying this? Please give me the book of James chapter 1 verse 13 to prove that it is only the devil who can tempt us and not God. Why should God tempt us? He will never do that. Are you there? James chapter 1 verses. The Bible says, let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted from God for God himself is incapable of being tempted by what is evil and he himself tempts what? No one that's what the Bible is saying when tempted no one should say God is tempting me for God cannot be tempted by evil nor does he tempt anyone so in the garden of Eden the temptation that came It never came from God. I want you to note that one. It never ever came from God. It was the devil who approached Eve. And it wasn't God who did that. Because God is saying that what? He doesn't tempt anyone. And the temptation is not coming from him. So, temptation in itself. Does not come from God, it comes from who? It comes from who? The devil. So if you are here and every day you are being tempted and you are like, "Oh, this temptation it came my way because God allowed it," you are deceiving yourself. Because God is saying that He will never tempt you. So the small, small temptations and the big, big temptations that comes into your way, when you are in class. And they say you, you shouldn't talk, but you still want to talk. tempted your friends are talking, you want to talk some. When you are writing a test and everybody is referring from their book, you know so you want to do i are being tempted. It's not God. it's from the devil. So let's note that one. The devil is the tempter. God will never tempt us. The second one, which notes, the devil uses the lust of the flesh. This one is a very big issue. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life to tempt man. So it's three. The lust of the flesh. This flesh body. Like we've been saying, body no be firewood. The last of the eyes and the pride of life. So, the last of the eyes, what we see with our naked eyes. Now we see if she was desiring to eat from it. It was a fleshly desire. Fleshly desire. And she had seen it with her eyes. Now she wants it. And the pride of life. Because the devil had told Eve that was when she eats from the tree, what will happen? Her eyes will be open. So God is hiding something from them see the way the devil does his things say God God is hiding some things from you he knows that oh, the moment you taste from this tree blah 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 you see you become like him so try, try it and then he fell into it and for us believers it's the same challenge you are facing today All of us it happens to us. This flesh is always desiring, desiring something. The flesh is always this at your age. You see some nice girl. As if you didn't hear it. And then the girl, too, when you see some nice boy, <laughs> something is passing inside my body. Fleshly desires. It's your flesh that is desiring. But maybe in your spirit, you are up, up, up there. But when you see the thing then, you know, the flesh is failing you. I pray that your flesh will not fail you. and then our eyes I read something, you know we are doing the Bible challenge, the book of Matthew I saw that Jesus was saying that as for Jesus, he raised the standard very high he was talking about our daughter. and Jesus was saying that if you look at a woman lastly you and the person who has committed that sin you are the same Have you seen that scripture before? I don't remember the exact one, but when you go and look, Jesus is saying that, okay, you the one, you have seen the person, hmm, and your flesh is desiring lustfully, but you you haven't done it too. But you and the person who is doing the thing itself. You are both on the same level. So it means that there's a lot we have to also do. We have to work on ourselves because I don't want to be on that same level with that person. The person committing the act itself, and you, the person that is not committing, but I just watch. You are all the same before God. The last of the eyes and the pride of life to tempt man. The pride of life. I also remember also in the book of Matthew about a young, a rich young ruler. A rich man. He was asking Jesus so many questions. What can he do to inherit blah blah blah. blah. So he's a rich man. He had everything. You know. And Jesus was telling him that He should go and sell everything. Sell everything and come and follow me. The young man was sad. He's a pride of life. He's not willing to let go of his riches. The things that he had. He wasn't ready to let it go. To follow Jesus Christ. It's the same thing with us, we are not ready to let go of some things just to follow Christ. It's a serious issue. First John chapter 2, verse 15 to 17. It said, Do not love or cherish the world or the things that are in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not with him. So if you love the world, the love for the Father is not with you. For all things in the world, the lust of the flesh, craving for sensual gratification, and the lust of the eyes, greedy longings of the mind and the pride of life, assurance in one's own resources or in the stability of earthly things these do not come from the father but are but are, are from the world and the 17 continues to say that and the world passes away and disappears and with it forbidding cravings the passionate desires the lust of it but he who does the will of god and carries out his purposes in his life, abides forever. Hallelujah. I pray that you love God more. That you will not allow the things of this world. You will not allow your flesh to deceive you. You will not allow your eyes to also deceive you. The lust of the eyes. The lust of the flesh. And the pride of life to deceive you. And you not allow yourself also to be tempted like the way Eve was tempted by the devil and she she allowed herself to go let's move quickly now we see that the woman yielded to the deception of the tempter which is Eve she yielded she was just listening too much the devil is very crafty when you give the enemy the opportunity The devil will take control. So when these sinful thoughts start coming into our minds, we must not entertain it. Because it's the same craftiness of the devil. It's the same strategy. The devil doesn't change. It's the same strategy. Bad thoughts running through your mind. That's how the temptation starts. And then you start picking it. And then you are building on it gradually. Gradually, before you realize you are committing the act. That is how the devil started with Eve. Negotiation. Started talking about it, engaging her. And then Eve was also what? Giving the devil the chance to what? Convince her. That's how come she ended up what? With a fall. Hallelujah. And then we see Adam. You are the man in charge. The woman has enjoyed a thing and she has come to you. That she has enjoyed a thing. And then he gladly also took it. And then he also enjoyed himself. So, whilst I was preparing, I was asking myself, was it the woman's fault? Whose fault was it? Whose fault was it? Both of them. It's their fault. Because Adam could have decided not to eat. Yes, Adam could have decided not to eat. Because they had their free will, I mean, in the garden. It was a choice whether to eat or not to eat. And then Eve decided to eat and came to Adam. And Adam also decided to what? Eat. And now they fell into the trap. Their eyes got opened. Now they've realized that what? they are naked. But you see, previously they didn't know they were naked. Previously they didn't know they were naked. But after they enjoyed the fruit. They came into their senses. Now they've become like God. They've become like God. They are seeing their nakedness. Now they are hiding. So when God visited them in the garden, they were were hiding. They were hiding from God. Hallelujah. Now, let's look at what happened after they disobeyed God. Because God gave them a clear instruction concerning what they should do whilst they were in the garden. Enjoy everything, take care of, have dominion. Man was very powerful. Can you imagine? Man actually named every single thing on this earth in the garden. They named every all the animals. Man named all of them. See how powerful man was, very powerful. Very powerful. But now that they have disobeyed God, what is going to happen to them? I'm going to talk about three things that happen to them. The first one is spiritual death. Write it down spiritual death. The second one, physical death. And the third one is eternal death. I'll talk about each and every one of them, but I want you to put them down first spiritual death, physical death, and then eternal death. Now let's look at the spiritual death. Spiritual death. So it's separation from God. So, God separated Himself from man because of the sin that they committed. God separated Himself. And the separation is what we call the spiritual death. It means that they no longer have the right standing to be before what? God so you can also be a christian and then you'll be going through the spiritual death yes you are not reading the bible The, the last time i was telling a group of people that another form of backsliding okay because you see sometimes when you are coming to church you think that you have you have not backslided but another form of backsliding is when you do not read the word of god as a christian when you don't read the word of god you are gradually backsliding when you are not praying you are gradually backsliding you 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 don't know but it's another form of backsliding spiritual there because you no longer have a relationship with god but you are still a believer or a Christian. But if you have, a, how do you call it, a relationship with God, you should be doing all these things. You should be what? You should be praying at every point in time. You should be what? Studying the word of God at every point in time in your life. So, backsliding is not for those who are committing a uh, fornication, watching uh, pornography. It's also another type of backsliding. But for us believers too if you are not spending time with the word of God and you are not praying and you are not doing things that the Lord expects you to do to grow as a good Christian it's also another form of what? Backsliding. sliding. It's also part of the spiritual death. Separation from God because there's no relationship with God anymore. Genesis 2 verse 17 Can I have that? Genesis 2, verse 17. Okay. But you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat of of it, you will surely die. So that is the kind of death God was talking about here. That they will lose their relationship with him. were going to lose that relationship with him they were going to lose it and indeed they lost that relationship with God because there were things that they used to benefit, they were no longer benefiting from those things anymore, when you read when you read carefully, realize they were actually sacked from the garden of Eden they were sacked from the garden of Eden, God sacked them he didn't want to have anything to do with them. That special covenant God had with uh, with man it no longer existed. As a result of what their disobedience. So that's the spiritual death. Spiritual death means separation from God. And let's move to the next one, which is physical death. Physical death is what. We are seeing now. Gone too soon. Transition. When we die, you're at like right now. You'll be there. And then, say this person is dead. Somebody is dead. Physical death. That's separation of man's spirit and soul from the body. You know, uh, we have three parts. The spirit is there, the soul is also there, and then the body too is there. So physical death is when this body itself is no more. That is um, physical death. When this body is no more. When, you, when the body passes out. Nobody here will pass out. and Nobody close to you will pass out. Amen. So that separation of man's spirit and soul from the body, at this stage, the body possesses no life or breath so it was also one of the words the results of man's disobedience that now man is going to what? He's going to have a physical death man is going to die as a result of Adam and Eve's disobedience now human beings die physical death Other than I will be living forever. We'll be enjoying the garden of Eden. Can you imagine? We'll just be there boiling, enjoying, eating, drinking, sleeping. We will not pay taxes, nothing. We will not even go to school. We will not write BC, we will not write YC. What a life! It would have been a glorious one. What do you think? Ah, Stress free life. Knowing that you will not die. Even now that people are dying, people are saying that the world they be. People are saying that they don't want to die now, they want to enjoy. Can you give me Romans chapter 5, verse 12? Let's be quick so that we can pray briefly. Romans 5, verse 12. Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin and in this way death came to all men listen death came to all men because all sin because of the sin that Adam and Eve committed today we die today we die no matter how many years you live, 120 years, you will still die. 150 years, you will still die. Write the scriptures down. When you get home, you can read these ones to so 1 Peter 4 verse 6. 1 Peter 4 verse 6. Um, Genesis chapter 3 verse 19. And then Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 7. Are we writing them? Hebrews 9:27. When you go home, just spend time and read these ones. And then 1 Thessalonians 5:23. Let me go over it again. Romans 5:12, 1 Peter 4, 6. Genesis chapter 3, verse 19, Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 7, Hebrews 9:27. And then 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. Now let's look at the the third one. And I said the third one was what? Is what the third one is what? I can't hear you well. Eternal death. Eternal death. When we say eternal, what comes to mind? Who can help? Who can help us with that one? Eternal death. When we say eternal. What comes to mind? Who will help us? Eternal means forever. Forever. Or the second death. The second death. So eternal death or the second death. And I'm saying that eternal means forever. Spending eternity separated from God. God. So even after you have died, the physical one, another one too is waiting for you, and that one is forever, forever, eternal damnation, spending eternity separated from God. In the book of Revelations, chapter twenty-one, verse eight. Now let's see the kind of people who will be experiencing this kind of death. Revelations chapter 21 verse 8. Let's see the group of people who will be there. Can you project Revelations 21 verse 8? Let's read it together. But, let's start. Don't leave me alone. Let's start. Let's go. One, two. But, the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vow, the madras, the sexual immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all liars, their place will be in the fairy lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. Hey! God should help us that we will not find ourselves there. I don't want to be there. I don't know about you. It's forever. Forever. Eternal. You will be burning. You see why we are not supposed to sin? (laughs) The category is clear. So, we we have to make sure that we, we will not fall in that category at all. Sin should be far away from us. Because this eternal death, mm-mm. even if normal fire it burns you small, how do you feel? How much more this one eternal forever being burnt? No. The Lord deliver us. The Lord deliver us. Oh, you don't want to be delivered. I say the Lord deliver us. The physical and the eternal death. The physical death is the one that I said what? The body, this body. That one is the physical death when it goes off. The spirits and then the soul will leave it. That one is the what? Physical death. So the physical and the eternal death. And the eternal death is the one I just spoke about Forever. They are all as a result of the spiritual death. That's when we are what separated from from God. That is why we must make sure that what we must have a good relationship with God. Our relationship with God must always be intact. Yes. Now what are the implications of this spiritual death that we are talking about, what are the implications? What are the implications of this spiritual death? Man lost his righteousness. So, previously, previously, man had the right to stand before God. Man was having um a relationship, man could see uh, God face to face. God was having conversation with man. Fellowship between God and man was it was a normal thing. And so Adam and Eve decided to what disobey. So we lost our righteousness, our right to stand before God. We lost it. We lost that opportunity. We lost that privilege. The privilege to have the right to stand before God. We lost it as a result of what? The disobedience. To what? Spiritual death. Genesis chapter 3 verse 22 to 24. Can you project that one for me? Our right to stand before God. Let me do this quickly so that we can pray. So he's, and the Lord God said, the man has now become like one of us. Man has now become like one of us. God is the one speaking of. <laughs> Knowing good and evil, he must not be allowed to reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. 23. So the Lord God banished him from the Garden of Eden to wet the ground from which he had been taken. 20, 24. After he drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the garden of hidden cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guide the way to the tree of life. So, ideally, what the Bible is saying that man was what banished, was we sacked. Previously, we had the opportunity to um, have that uh, Fellowship with God. The right to stand before God. The right what have conversation. But we lost it. And then secondly, man lost the nature of God and inherited a sinful nature from the devil. The nature of God that we used to have, we now lost it. And then we inherited a sinful nature from the devil. Write the scripture down. John chapter 8 verse 44. Romans 5 verse 12. Because of time, I'll just give you the scriptures because I want us to pray. To pray. Romans 5 verse 12. Uh, Romans chapter 7 verse 20. So we no longer had the nature of God. We rather inherited a sinful nature from the devil. The bad things that the devil Thus, We inherited it. We inherited it. Now we sin. Previously, man didn't have the capacity or the ability to even sin because everything was, uh, let me use the word, pepepe. And then man also lost the third one. Man lost his authority of ruling the earth to Satan. So, Last week I was saying that man was made the steward of what God's creation. Man was a steward. It means that we had power, we had dominion over the earth. Everything, we had control over it. Adam and Eve, they had control. They were in charge of everything. But as a result of the disobedience, through spiritual death, now man lost that authority of ruling the earth to Satan. So now they say, Satan is the one ruling the world. Write the scriptures at Job 9.21. When you go home, you you read it. Job 9.21. Luke chapter 4, verse 5 to 8. And then Romans chapter 6, verse 16. And then finally, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 3 to 4. So we lost... Our authority, Adam and Eve, they lost the authority of ruling the earth to Satan. That's why God sacked them, He banished them from the Garden of Eden. Now they didn't have any, they didn't have any control. We have no control. We have no we 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 we, 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 we have no control over anything. The authority, the dominion, the power that we had as still stewards. We lost it. We lost it. And then finally, man and all creation were casts. Man and all creation, we were cursed. We were cursed. And let's read the curses. Genesis chapter 3, verse 14, as we wrap up. Genesis chapter 3, verse 14 to 19. Man and all creation were cursed. Can I have that one? Genesis chapter 3. So the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, cursed are you above all the livestock and all the wild animals. You will crawl on your belly and you will eat dust all the days of your life. That's the curse to the serpent. And I will put enmity between you and the woman. And between your offspring and hers, he will crush your head and you will strike his heel. 16. To the woman he said, I will greatly increase your pains in childbearing. Are we seeing this now? Do we see it? Yes. So it's as a result of the curse. Now when the women are giving birth, they say they are going to labor. I don't know the kind of work they are doing, but they say it's labor. It's a lot of work anyway. With pain you will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you. am um, 17. To Adam he said, because you listen to your wife, so the man listen, and eat from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat of it cursed is the ground because of you through painful toil you will eat of it all the days of your life 18. It will produce thorns and thistles for you and you will eat the plants of the field 19. By the sweat of your brow you will eat your food until you return to the ground since from it you were taken for the dust you are and to dust you will return as for this one, they usually quote it when you go to the grave, grave side. they quote this particular so these are the the curses that came unto us these are the curses so I want us to be on our feet now where we've got into we are going to pray we are going to pray we've heard all these things today how man fell and everything we've heard the consequences of the fall we've heard you have heard it today you have to make a decision concerning your life i want you to close your eyes this very moment we are going to say a prayer first and foremost we are going to pray we are going to pray that god should grant us grace to resist temptation from the devil in the bible the same book of matthew before jesus christ started his ministry the bible says that what he went into the wilderness to, to what pray and fast for 40 days and 40 nights and he was tempted by the devil the devil tempted jesus christ and today so this we are being tempted i want us to pray in the next few minutes and ask god to grant us grace to be able to resist temptations in our lives. Let's begin to pray. Open your mouth and tell God it should help you today. The message that you have heard, it should help you to be able to resist any form of temptation. We find ourselves in a very, in a very challenging time. These times are very tough with social media and all those things that are disposed out. It's very easy to be tempted and also to fall into sin. But we are praying this morning and seeing that God grant us grace to be able to resist temptation from the devil in the name of Jesus. Let's begin to pray. I can't hear you praying. Jesus, help us, oh Lord Jesus. Help us to resist. Resist, oh Lord Jesus, temptation from the devil. We have come before you this morning lord jesus grant us grace whatever we need oh lord jesus to be able to resist any form of temptation from the devil your son jesus christ was able to do it when the devil approached him after he had he he, he had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights the devil came to him and tempted him but he was able to overcome the temptation of the enemy We are praying for that same grace upon us in the name of jesus that whatever temptation will come our way from today lord grant us the grace to be able to overcome it in the name of jesus you are praying as if you don't need that grace i want you to lift up your voice and tell god it should grant you the grace to be able to resist The temptation from the evil one. From today, some extraordinary grace is coming from above to you. In the name of Jesus we are still praying we are also praying that the Lord who grant us the grace to, to get closer to him and fellowship with him like never before it doesn't matter but we are seeing that this morning Lord help us to get closer to you like never before in the mighty name of Jesus that we will not lose the presence of God in our lives the presence of God will not leave us even as we live here today we are praying that the presence of God will be with us in everything that we'll do we will not miss out on his presence in the name of Jesus lift up your voice and begin to
0: pray
2: that nothing should separate us also from the love of God in the mighty name of Jesus altar call before I leave if you are here and there's a sin you are struggling with a particular sin that you've been battling with but you want the Lord to intervene for you I want you to come forward, close your eyes you are saying that no more, you want it to end so that your relationship with God will get better, I want you to move forward it's a strong call come forward. I see a special grace being released to you this morning. And as you stand here this morning, tell God that he should help you. He should help you. Don't just stand there. Begin to pray and tell God that you need his help to be able to resist this temptation and this trial, this sin that has been holding you for long. As you stand here on this altar this morning, you are saying that Lord Help me this morning. Help me this morning. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. And for those of us at the back, let's stretch our hands towards them. As we pray for them. I see the Lord releasing a special grace on these ones. To be able to overcome the temptations. To be able to overcome this sinful nature. The Lord Jesus himself is stretching forth his hands upon them this morning. Let's begin to pray. For those of you at the front, if you feel like kneeling down, kneel down, if you feel like lying down and telling God that no
0: more,
2: Lord deliver me from this sin so that my relationship with you will begin to get
0: better. (laughs)
2: Father, your children have come before you this morning. Release, oh Lord Jesus, your power upon these ones. Lord, release your power upon them. Release your power on them now. Release your special grace upon them this day. That sinful nature, Lord, the step that they have taken to come before you this morning. Lord, we bring it to an end in the name of Jesus. they will be set free this morning your word said for whosoever the son of man shall set free shall be free indeed lord this morning release them deliver them in the name of jesus by the blood of your son jesus deliver this ones, that your relationship with you will become better from this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. As I set my hands upon them this morning, I release them from any entanglement. I release them and I declare total deliverance upon these ones by the blood of your son Jesus the blood of jesus cover these ones now in the name of jesus and deliver them this morning deliver them deliver them them. that the devil will not have control over this one satan will not have touch over them i set them free and set them loose by the blood of your son jesus christ in the mighty name of jesus in the mighty name of jesus you can walk back to your seats. You can walk back to your seat, and then finally, for those of you writing your B.C., come forward. We are going to pray for you before I resume my seat. Those of you writing your B.C., come forward. Come forward. Let's pray for you. It's a special service for you too. I want us to stretch forth our hands towards them. The Bible makes me to understand that we are the head and never the tail. We are the head and never the tail. Today I have come to you as a servant of God to declare to you that you will be the head and never the tail. In the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody will be saying that oh, B.C. is nothing, B. But B.C. is something because this is what is going to propel you to greater heights in life. I want us to stretch with our hands towards them. And begin to pray that a special grace will be released unto these ones. We are praying for retentive memory. We are praying for the special grace of God upon this one. We are praying that the presence of God will be with them, even as they prepare, even as they even as they sit behind their papers. The Lord will reveal Himself to them in the name of Jesus. The Holy Spirit will guide and lead them. As to what to prepare for, their results will be a miraculous one in the name of Jesus. They will come out with flying colors in the name of Jesus. They will excel. They will excel in the name of Jesus. None of you here will fail in the name of Jesus. I declare the spirit of excellence that was upon Daniel, upon each and every one of you this morning. That you will excel thousand times, you will excel ten thousand times you excel like never before your exams results will blow your mind in the name of jesus the lord is going to use you as a testimony to bring others into the kingdom of god because you came to church this morning i see the holy spirit going ahead of you i see you triumphing i see you holding a white flag celebrating the goodness of the lord i declare that you will be victorious in the name of jesus the mighty hand of the lord is coming upon each and every one of you in the mighty name of jesus that the lord will go ahead of you the lord will go ahead of you in the name of jesus you will triumph you will excel the name of the lord will be glorified in your exams in the name of jesus sitting will never be a person Whatever the enemy has set against you, in the exam room, against uh, against you concerning the market, I declare in the name of Jesus, uh, it will pass you by. To pass you by, even if everybody is failing, uh, minus you, in the name of Jesus, uh, even the things that you are finding difficult uh, to study uh, this morning, a special grace is coming up for you to be able to understand those ones even before you sit behind your paper. In the mighty name of Jesus, God bless you and go and excel. You can have your seat, Father. We thank you for this day, we give you all the glory and all the honor. Let your name be glorified even as we have heard your word today. We pray that, Lord, let your word continue to have an impact in everything that we do. We pray that, Lord, we'll continue to know you more and get closer to you. That sin will be far away from us. We bless your holy name in Jesus' name. Amen.